Welcome to Real Work, Real Life, where I talk to real people about what they do for work and what that means for their lives. Today, I'm talking with Trenna, the host of the internet radio station and podcast, Run Radio. Trenna built a career in radio before launching her own station, so if you're interested in radio or podcasting, this could be a great episode for you. We also talk a lot about the shift from employee to entrepreneur, an experience that would be applicable to anyone thinking about taking that leap. We didn't get much into pay, especially because in Trenna's current role as an entrepreneur, it's so variable, but I did do some research on salaries in broadcast radio to give you a sense of what it's like. It seemed to be higher for sports broadcast announcers, but fewer available jobs. Of course, there are always going to be outliers of highly paid hosts, but the median annual salary is around 40000 with a range of 30000 to 70000 Radio producers also seem to have a similar range. I linked Trina's radio station in the show notes if you're interested in hearing more, as well as other episodes with similar themes, if you liked this episode and wanted to listen to more. So let's get into it. Thank you so much for being here, Trina. Thank you for having me. So what do you do for work? Well, right now, I am in the middle of trying to make success out of an internet radio station and podcast. That is amazing. So... <laughs> Can you give a little bit of a elevator pitch of what that looks like? What you're, yeah. what you do like on, on a day to day basis? I have an internet radio station where you can stream right from your browser and listen to music and hear programming that is also a podcast later. So when I interview someone, kind of like we're having an interview now, first I'm going to air it on the internet radio station so you can hear it when you're listening to your music and then the program comes on. And if you miss it by the end of the week, you can go to Spotify and watch and or listen or wherever you get your podcast. So it's really fun giving people a platform, sharing their stories. The The name of it is Run Radio. So it's kind of like life and radio run together. What runs your life? Running is a great teacher and passion for me. And I think it feeds into all aspects of our lives. And everybody has something that keeps them running, keeps them doing what they do. And I love hearing those underdog or unconventional champion stories. Oh, my gosh, that's so interesting. So can you talk a little bit more about how you got into this field? How did you come sure. to be doing this work? Yeah, I did the whole college thing, got the desk job. I worked in CIS was my degree, computer information systems. And while I liked helping people and I liked end user support, I hated a desk job. It felt like being locked up for, you know, 10 hours a day by the time you factor in drive time, all that stuff. It just was not my jam. So at some point, I had the opportunity to start trying other things. So I job shadowed, volunteered, I wrote for blogs, I wrote for newsletters, and that actually helped me get a volunteering position at a radio station so I could see what they did. I eventually wanted to be on air, and it finally happened after you know, doing all the things, you know, doing the volunteering, learning behind the scenes. And I loved that. I got to a place like many people did in 2020, where you have a lot of thinking to do about where your career's going. And, you know, and I just wasn't sure that I was able to get what I wanted where I was at. And so that was the opportunity to 
decide to see what I could do with running things myself. And it's hard. (laughs) It ain't easy. Yes, I have no doubt. So to go back to a little bit of your experience in radio. So you didn't go to college for anything related to radio. And it sounds like you kind of got your foot in the door and then worked your way up through. Did you find that was a common path to different careers working in radio? Or did a lot of people have specific backgrounds? It was a mix of things. I ended up, my first station was, it's called non-commercial, as in we don't run ads, we have underwriting. So we're listener supported. And that is a little bit different because we had people from ministry in there. We had people, all kinds of different, you know, sales backgrounds. A lot of people did have communications background. I found the people in mainstream radio also had a lot of communications or just sales in general, because a lot of that will tie in because you have to have good relationships with the community. So it was kind of a mix. It was something I had to think about too. I'm like, am I going to have to go back to school? And it just depends. It really depends on where you're at, who you're around and what skills you come into and are able to contribute. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So Let's just say somebody was like, you know, you met a recent college or high school graduate and they were like, I really want to work in radio. Looking back, if you could do it over again, a way that you would start working in that field or education or anything you would recommend? Yes, I would definitely volunteer because usually stations need help with running events. There's usually some kind of promotions team or even these days people need help with their social media. There are ways that you can help out. I would also like communications and the more that you can write and communicate and promote things, the better off you'll be in being able to have something you can contribute to that platform or that outlet. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that would be great advice. So thinking about your career in the sort of broader media landscape, what sort of personality do you find does well in that sort of work? I've seen, I've seen all personalities in it and you'd be surprised sometimes people that are really kind of keep to themselves can really shine on a microphone, you know, and a lot of times people that are great out in a crowd can do that well. And then sometimes are more bashful when they're talking. It's very important to get comfortable with speaking though. And I still have days where I'm terrified to get up and speak in front of a crowd because a lot of times when I'm behind a microphone, I don't have people looking back at me. So that's very different (laughs) when I get up in a crowd, like, oh, you're actually looking at me. And I can see that look of like, who is she? What is she talking about? (laughs) So I think that, you know, if I don't think you have to have a special anything more than the want to learn to, to do pretty much anything. And I think you don't have to be limited by, you know, maybe you feel like you're more of an introvert. I don't think you have to be limited by something like that. I think those all can be very complementary to doing something you like. Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Would you be willing to talk a little bit about how you're monetizing your internet station? Yes. That is something that has been a challenge being one person trying to do all the things, pick the music, schedule the interviews, edit interviews, you know, all of that kind of stuff takes a lot of time. And then going out and making sure it's ready to pitch and sell. And right now, my 
goal is to get the podcast sponsored and to sell ads. I don't know if that might change. If there's a better way to do it down the road, I'm open to learning from those that know more than me. And that's something that is also very important when you're starting your own business or at any time is just listening and asking questions, letting people help you that want to help you. It's nearly impossible to do any of this stuff completely on your own. And I know a lot of people go straight to doing ads on their podcasts and there are just different ways to do it. And I'm hoping to get complete sponsorship for next year. Right now, I've just got segments sponsored and I've sold a few ads, but I would like that to definitely grow and be more sustainable. They're not necessarily something I can rely on at this point. Mm, Yeah. So do you find that you're going out to companies and pitching them or do you have people coming to you requesting to advertise on the podcast or the station? Right now, it's more like networking groups and kind of clarifying my message and talking to what they do and how I can help them get their voice out, but also, also try to keep my message solidified and clear because that's something that's very tempting is I want to, I always want to have everyone as a guest on my podcast, but I also know that I've got to make sure people know why they're coming to my podcast. So right now it's a lot of networking and trying to build relationships through that. How can we help each other? There's a networking group that I'm, I'm building a relationship with and I'm hoping to help them talk about their upcoming presenters on my podcast. And in turn, they will be getting the word out about my podcast at all of these weekly meetings. So things like that. It's just a lot of relationship building. And even though it feels like it's not happening fast enough, I have to keep in mind this only started in 2020. And even then, It wasn't until last year, 2022, that I really started networking and committing to this full-time. I tried to commit full-time, but I got antsy and got some side jobs here and then started at another station for a while. And it's just ironing out the bugs and figuring out, you know, the mission and refining constantly so it gets better and being patient with it, which is very hard. Yeah. And I think that experience seems so relevant to any sort of entrepreneurial path. I've talked to so many people now who have started small businesses and it's rarely just a clear cut. You know, I quit my job. I started my business. It replaced my income. It's so much more of a start and stop and learn and change and grow and, you know, continuing to just realizing you don't know how to do something and figuring out who can help you or how to do it yourself. And so that's such a universal experience for people starting small businesses, I find. Yes. And it's, it's. I'm glad you said it because constantly hearing it is still not enough because you have that every day, like, what am I doing? I should quit. And so it's nice to hear that and and be reaffirmed that you can do it. Keep at it. <laughs> yes. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> So what did you find your hours and work-life balance were like generally when you worked in radio? And what does that look like for you now? Oh, my goodness. No, that is a great, a great question to bring up because I actually had a presentation I was going to do about, you know, your priorities and what that looks like when you 
change positions and become an entrepreneur. And yeah, so when I was in radio, I was helping out with the morning shows, doing weather and traffic. So I'd go in like four, four thirty, and then my show was the midday show. And then there's the odd stuff in between that. And so I usually like what four to noonish, one ish something, give or take, if you can get out because you didn't take a break or something like that. And that's what it was like. I've always been an early person. So I'd rather front load my day than give it the other end. I wish I could burn both ends, but I flat out can't. So I still get up early, just not as early. And I still try to do stuff earlier in the day, but it is definitely different as far as it's just a different pace. It's just a different, sometimes you have to step back and think like, I don't have somebody to answer to. So I've got to answer to myself and what needs to be answered, right. what needs to be prioritized. And there's that temptation for me to be like hard on myself and say, I haven't worked eight solid hours or more or less or whatever. And I haven't been like bump, 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 bump with projects. So I feel like I haven't been as productive and it's not the same as when you're turning in work for someone else at a job. You're, you've got to make that list yourself. That list is going to change day to day and you've got to try to be okay with that and, and understand that's just part of the new reality. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's both more and less flexible in some ways, yeah, exactly. you know, because if nobody does it, it won't get done now that you're yeah. working for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's definitely changing the productivity mindset. Oh my gosh. I'm sure. Yeah. That's fascinating. So you talked a little bit about your average workday of getting up and, you know, being sort of an early riser, but can you share a little bit more about what your workday looks like right now in terms of, you know, how much of the day are you recording? How much are you networking? Things like that. Yeah. I was getting a lot of recordings crammed into a day and it got to be, I'm like, why am I doing this? I can spread these out and schedule them into the future. So I got to a point where I'm like, I'm only going to record one or two a day and maybe even skip a day if I have to, because it was just getting kind of ridiculous. And I didn't want to get to the point where I'm like, I love interviewing. I don't want to start dreading it. So usually, depending on what the load's like, one or two interviews times a week, sometimes five, but it hasn't been that lately because I'm trying to get better with, like I said, spreading that out. So there's that, there's scheduling some music. There's lots of social media to keep up with. I've got playlists that I refresh. Like I've got something called the Contributor Corner. So I have to keep those updated and the social media that goes along with that. On the days that I have networking, I go to the networking group and, you know, check in on what I need to check in social media wise around that when I have to. And I'm liking how that's working a lot better than trying to cram so much in. I'm also taking some other classes to improve some other areas in my life. So I'm trying to fit those in too now. So it's just trying to make the schedule work for me instead of against me. It is nice though, that at least in this, you know, you mentioned that you were always sort of a morning person, but if you weren't, you know, theoretically you could flex that to different times of day Absolutely. more working for yourself, which is, is a nice thing. I think we probably don't talk to people thinking about their jobs enough about like, do you hate getting up really early in the morning? Then you could just cross tons of careers off your schedule completely. <laughs> and that this is exactly one that you could make work for you. If you are one of those people that you're a night owl, then this would be great. There are so many 
opportunities to get content later in the day and stuff like that that would work. And you can just, we're, we're in a state right now with all, with the technology and we're finally using the technology that we have to connect with people all across the world. I've had interviews with people in other countries that I could have never done 10 years ago, the way that we're doing them now. So it's fantastic. And yes, use it to your advantage. So how do you view the prospects for people entering? I guess I would be interested in both the radio industry and more of the internet radio podcasting side. Do you feel like there's lots of opportunities there? Or do you feel like the market is fairly saturated? What would you say? I do feel like it's saturated. Like so many things, it's hard to break through the noise. And then now we've got some of the problems with the, you know, you've got the big corporations that can put a lot of money behind a podcast when you've got the, you know, solopreneur that's like, well, will somebody sponsor mine and can, you know, but it can be done. You can at least have the passion and you can still do it even if it's not the main moneymaker, if it's still your passion. That's something that I've interviewed a lot of people on my podcasts that are indie artists, indie musicians self-published writers and that's the heart of their life you know but it may not be what pays the bills at least at first it's okay and now we've got more opportunities than we ever had to still get our work out there you know before if you wanted to be a writer you could write but the publishing options were so limited that only someone you handed that manuscript may be the only pe- person or people that ever read it now Even if you're not signed with a big mainstream publisher, you can still self-publish and get that story out to people that would have never had it otherwise. So even though there's a lot of noise, there's still your tribe. There is still the group of people that want to know what you're going to say that will, will care. And that's something that I'm trying to wedge myself into that sweet spot of knowing what people want and how can I give that to them and and will it work? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a great point. And so what would you say about sort of the broader radio industry? What is it like starting beginning work in that field today? I feel like it's already changed so much, even from when I started and how things are operating. I know people are getting nervous with AI and I I know that I'm not an expert on AI by any means. I do think it's just going to be one of those things that we need to know about it so we know how human intervention is better than it. Maybe have it work for us and don't be scared that it's going to work us because I don't think I believe that. And I do think, again, it's what are the advantages? You know, when you're in radio and you go in there, you could basically voice track your show and you can be in and out of there in an hour. But you've still got to have a community touch. And if you want that local touch, you've got to spend time in making sure you know what the, you know, what the local street names are and the local, you know, corner shop, what does your area call that, that someone that is, you know, paid out of state might not be able to do and connect with. So there still are advantages and things for that local feel. But we can also use that stuff to be smarter and use our time wiser. We can record so we can spend more time on the social media or another part of the job. And I think that's something that for the mainstream radio, I think it depends on 
the company and how the higher ups view that and respect that. If that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. No, that's that's such an interesting way of thinking about it. So uh, you, you've mentioned a few things you really love about your work, but do you have anything to add that you really love about what you're doing for work right now that you think people might be surprised by or might not know? How much I I do like connecting with people and having the ability to share stories in ways that it seemed like you had to be chosen before. And I think we have a little more power to choose ourselves now. I want to tell a story. So let me and I can, you know, give that to myself if no one else will. Oh, I love that way of thinking about it. Yeah, everyone does have a valuable story. And it's, it's probably a really nice thing to spend your days telling other people's stories like that. So that's a really nice way of thinking about it. Is there anything that is really tough about it, especially if it was something you didn't really expect or anticipate? Well, I did anticipate it, but it's the catch-22. You've got to have the listeners to get the advertisers and the sponsorships. And it's like, okay, well, I need that to get this. And I need, you know, it's just being patient with that. And that has been very frustrating for me. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. What do you hope to be doing more of in the next five to 10 years or less of? Less behind the scenes. I don't know. I like knowing how to do production, but I don't want to do production full-time by any means. I want to be, I'd say within the next year or two, I'd at least like to have a dedicated studio where the video equipment's ready to go. I don't have to pop it up every time I want to do something and just go in, do the recordings and pop out. Oh, absolutely. I think that that sounds really nice. And yeah, just doing focusing more on the part that you really enjoy, certainly. So this is the last question I have for you, and then I'll leave time at the end so you can share you know, more about how people can find out what you do. But what's one piece of advice generally about work that you would give your younger self? Oh, gosh. <laughs> you can give multiple. <laughs> no, it's just, and, and I always think about this question for work and just for life in general. And sometimes I think it would be, I don't know. And that is my answer. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think that things change so much and how I might feel in one moment, I might not feel in the next. And just hang on, just hang on for the ride. <laughs> That is excellent advice. Very important for everyone. That's great. Well, thank you so much for your time. Where can people find you? You know, if you want to share your your website, your social media, whatever is the best place for people to find your work. I would love for people to listen. When you click the listen live button at runradio.net, right from your browser, runradio.net, there is also, if you have iOS, there's an app, the Run Radio Podcast. And if you're on Spotify or wherever, if you'll subscribe to the Run Radio Podcast. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed our discussion. Yes, thank you. I'm on working, working, work. I ain't never gonna stop. I'm on working, working, work till Thanks for joining me. If you like the show, please rate and review on iTunes and Spotify, and please share with a friend. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or TikTok. And if you'd like to be interviewed here or there's a particular job you'd like to learn about, please reach out at realworkreallife at gmail.com.